October 22nd, 2021. This is Ablecraft, episode 14. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. Rolling our way through. I will not jump off that ledge. Good, see that you don't. Yeah. I actually set um, a preference inside Windows to make sure it restricts the Windows updates it gets to a certain version. Like if there's a way you can set, oh, this is the corporate version I use on Windows 10 Pro. Yeah. Uh, And so only give me updates for that. And if you do that, allegedly, (laughs) the wise man on the mountain told me that it won't download Windows 11 and try and install it behind your back like it did with the earlier versions of Windows. Interesting. See, I've I've had a few soft asks that I've declined, but I have not uh, boarded the door, let's say. I I have not gotten an ask. I've never gotten a pop-up begging me to do it. And huh. I attribute that to the setting that I hit. And you'd have to Google it. I can't remember what it was. It was like oh, it's yeah. something in... It was a Windows group policy sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it's... That's a whole lore in itself. I mean, I've known one or two people who are really good at uh, group policy, and they can answer all the questions. A- after that, it's like, well, you got to Google it, and then you get a wrong answer because you didn't know the right words to Google. Ah. You know, it's one of those situations. So, Yeah. But I'm just happy to be using Windows 10. I'm happy to be on uh, Ablecraft remote. Yeah. Yeah, it's good in to my have own me. Space. It's good to have me out of your place. I'm I sure. Am, I'm manspreading on this bench as wide as I can. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> it Wait. must feel. It must feel nice. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> Man, I even pulled up before the show. Do you want to do boostograms at the top? I think boostograms hey, at yeah. the top is a great way we can sucker people into to keep listening. I mean, you got to give props to the boostograms when they come in. And uh, I was parsing through some boostograms on, uh, from my note, actually. Yeah? On Tuesday night, because I was like, well, there was no DH unplugged, so it was kind of at my leisure when to start the show. But oh, yeah. I had to go dive through boostograms, dive through, oh, here's one, read it. Oh, that's for Ablecraft. Dive yeah. through, here's, here's one, oh, that's for Ablecraft also. <laughs> yeah. They were all for Ablecraft. Oh, yeah. We're getting this is great. Great. People boost this. Uh, I think it... Uh, the bull after bull kids are a little too stoned, maybe to be boostergramming. Yeah, so we got boost. We got to get some of these boost. <laughs> There's oh, a man. You should have boosted. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they're still boosting. They just are uh, very protective of their grams, I guess. Yeah, they got to be encoded in a special way. Actually, it all has to be packed in, and um, it all has to be packed in so that each. Um, each transaction record, you know, when it's being transferred, they're padded for length. So even if you don't write anything in there, uh, it's still, it doesn't save any bytes because it packs it in. So no one can tell if there's a message or not. Hmm. It's an interesting thing that they do. Well, I, I don't know. I think we have two different ways of deciphering boostergrams. I have my uh, RETLV, the Rare Encounter TLV uh, uh, yep. script, and I ran that. It ran just fine. The only thing it didn't do was render emoticons, and that, I think that's a PowerShell problem. Uh, uh, PowerShell yes. doesn't want to draw me emoticons, but uh, or emojis, I should say. Emojis. But I was able to pull those out by pasting them into Notepad. Nice. Uh, so right at the top, I've got uh, uh, 2,400 sats from Cotton Gin, from CurioCaster. Yeah, and I got, uh, I guess I'm doing it in reverse order. He was the last one to come in. This was uh, October 18. 
And he says, OMG, yes, I have a Fitbit, and they have an API. Yes. I think he's talking about the, the uh, boost by walking. Yeah, the boost per step. Mm. Get Nike in on this deal. See, my ideas are already profitable, Abel. <laughs> this is good. This is good. So did you, re- did you receive that one? I just want to check. I want to do a uh, consistency check here, uh, redund- uh, like a like a cyclic redundancy check or whatever, just with the, the message. You got the same message, right? I did, yeah. For the same time and the same amount? I believe so. I would have to, like, caveman into it to, mm. to double check, but yeah. Because what I was wondering is if I got half the boost amount. So I see 2,400 sats. Does that mean he sent, uh, I guess... 4,800, and I got half, and you got half? What's the time stamp on it? October 18, 2021. October 18. Uh, in 105 is the time on it. I believe that's UTC. It says UTC in front of me, but I, I'm trying to remember if I just wrote that or if I made sure it was true before I wrote it down. <laughs> Let's see. Boom, 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 boom. While you're doing that, I'm going to play some boosts. Boost basket. Boost basket. You got to have a boost basket. Got to have a boost basket. We're going to play some more boost bait up in here. Boostagram. Boostagram. <laughs> yeah. I like these Cena. Boost basket. Uh, here's, the, I, here's the... I'm uh, seeing one for 1,200. Uh, ten, did you say 1017? Uh, 1018. Oh, 1018. No wonder. Boost basket. I think... I think you might be seeing the full uh, amount. 1018 at, uh, I guess, 1051? Uh, what, I guess. What was the time? Local time? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was 105 UTC. 105. Oh, UTC. So it might not show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cotton Gin, Curocaster. OMG, yes, I have a Fitbit, and they have an API. Actually, then he has a bunch of dots after. He has a bunch of periods. <laughs> There should be, when it shows you, one of those TLV records is, like, um, the millisats, and it shows you, like, the full boost, Hmm. rather than how it got split up. So I see one for 480, which... Interesting. I don't see a single one 480. Okay, well, Uh, let's put a pin in that one. Uh, Yeah, we should uh, direct compare. Yeah. Uh, I think that if if I got a certain amount and you got a certain amount, that means that we that the amount he initially sent was double that, <laughs> at least at least what we combined. If there was anything taken out too, you know, it might be a chunk for uh, CurioCaster and for Podcast Index too. Yeah. Okay, we've got uh, I got another one. This is reverse chronological. So this was from the seventeenth, uh, from Brian of London, from Pod Friend, and the message text is. My ears were burning, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And then he also yep. sends me five uh, laughing, crying emojis. I saw that one. Yeah. That's fun. And we appreciate Brian of London. I think we were talking a lot about a Hive and his stuff and his appearances. So. Yeah. That's good. So he said 245 sats. I saw he got on a uh, the podcast index.social too and said... Uh, yeah. I don't know. He was eager uh, to help you onboard in a way that wouldn't irritate you, I think. Well, yes. Uh, but I don't know. He seems confident that such a way exists. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm like an angry bear, you know? You poked me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. You got a confirmation. What? <laughs> I've got uh, 3,200 sats. 
from sender name Boobs. Oh, yeah. From the CurioCaster app. And the message text is Toast Toast. Toast Toast. I saw that one too. A Toast Toast. And just below that, I actually have some boost information beyond the boost of grams. This is a little bit interesting to me. So the boost of grams we got... I show up under my stats from boosters. So I see Cotton Gin sent me so many sats. Brian of London sent me so many sats. Boobs sent me so many sats. But I also have Unknown Boosting Maniac sent me 533 sats, but there's no message. Oh. Or no discernible message. So there's a there was an extra boost in there that we don't know where it came from. A 533 uh, sat boost. Interesting. And it's a mystery. And so the TLV Secret. record didn't have any... Uh, didn't have any information. It probably had a, you know, it has hashes of a bunch of things that I can't decipher. Like I, I'm, I'm not even sure what all of the hashes are supposed to be hashes of. And uh, aside from a transaction ID, there's no way to figure out where it came from. So we have 533 sets from an unknown boosting maniac, which is what my uh, my software calls boosts of kind of unknown origin. The dubious boost. The dubious boost. So that's the boostagram accounting. That was our first little boostagram corner. That's good. That way if the if they come after us, like, oh, you have to know your customer. We'll be like, we know. He's the uh, unknown boosting maniac. Yeah, it's the UBM. Clearly. <laughs> uh, boy. <laughs> uh, let me let me close this out with one of these. Here's your cue to boost. You know you want to. There we go. There's our boost bait. <laughs> Curing that itchy boost finger. Yeah. Oh man. So how's uh how's life back with your own node? Oh, it's it's pretty good. You, you I said got you my were checking, uh, checking stuff out with. Um, what I wanted to ask you is, you said you were checking stuff out with um, bowl after bowl too. That's right. Yep. You yeah, in? things are streaming in, and uh, like I said, there's there's boosts. Uh, we got a few people boosting the Sphinx tribe as well. Mm. Uh, that was like the first thing that we ever hooked up to get value enabled was we made a Sphinx tribe. Um, and I'm actually looking to get, um, basically if you create a Sphinx tribe right now, it's associated with a node and you can have one administrator of a tribe and it's basically a node. Mm -hmm. And the node I created it from was my voltage node and the year subscription runs out in a couple of months. Ah. Now, Paul, was saying that he was going to add a feature in Sphinx where you could add more admins to your tribe, and then you could use that feature to migrate uh, your tribe to different nodes, essentially. So, like, if I add my Raspy node as an admin also, and then I could remove the Voltage node, ideally I'd like that feature implemented in the next two months so that I could (laughs) uh, quietly, you know, scoot out the back of the room and they're at Voltage. They've been great. Um, and their service is awesome, but now that I'm running home nodes and I want to launch another home node, I don't really need that, you know, paper, however long service anymore. Mm. Um, the first year kind of paid for itself, especially with, you know, all the learning and everything and how easy they made it. But now that I'm rocking here at home, I kind of don't want to renew for another year, but but if I'm going to lose my tribe, then that's going to be a tough, you know, I don't know. I don't want to lose my tribe and start all over again. Yeah. <sighs> Pack up that tribe and walk. That's what I'm I've got do. almost 50 tribe members, man. <laughs> 
50 followers on Facebook, man. Yay. I'm kind of a big deal. It's okay. <laughs> the V. What is that stupid Facebook? Joke? This isn't some dusty old legacy social app, man. Yeah. This is the bleeding edge Sphinx tribe, dude. Oh, Lord. Did you see this uh, Trump uh, network stuff? Trump social uh, network? I saw some whispering about people made money on the stock, but. That's all I've seen. I saw some notice that some people are claiming that the back end for it is Mastodon. Ha. And the, uh, there's a lot, well, obviously the Mastodon guys don't like the Trump guys. It sounds like um, they're, they're whining they're going to make a lawsuit over it because when oh, you, please. when you fork, um, based on the license that Mastodon was released under, they say, well, you have to open source everything. You can't just copy your code, make a commercial product. It has to be, you know, there's certain things you have to do. Right. And they're not done yet. And, well, you know what else hasn't been done yet? The product hasn't launched yet. So it's not clear right, those right. will or will not happen. Yeah. Well, isn't Pleroma supposed to be like Mastodon without all of the paused bullshit? I know that people come on every once in a while to the Fetty and they're like, fuck Mastodon. That's why you're getting blocked everywhere. You should use Pleroma. <laughs> But uh, it I don't know. All of that different Fetty uh, activity pub stuff, like, I don't, I don't really understand it. I just use it every day, that's all. I'm happy with the guys we federate with. I mean, podcastindex.social is fun. Uh, yes, no it is. No Agenda Social has all the Facebook uh, content that I need. I don't have to go to Facebook. <laughs> I can just go there and you see a post. Get your fresh boomer memes. Get your boomer memes. And then we got, you know, Shipposter How do you Club. see it? Now, how do you see anything on... Uh, no agenda social. You you've got everyone like muted and blocked. <laughs> oh, just the boomer memes. I I I uh, I watch them exclusively. Oh, okay. All right. As long as it's not boomer. <laughs> well, that's like about half the half the instance. And then uh, and then we got shit poster club and uh, and all the anime porn. Yes. So, yeah. What what do you need? It's everything in one stop yeah. shop. You got your boomer memes. You got your waifus. <laughs> you got your hell threads. That's all. It's yeah. pretty much. You got it. You got it. My favorite part of hell threads are people whining like little bitches. Please untag me. <laughs> Please untag me. Like, oh. more like that? You are a whiny little bitch, sir. Oh, boy. <clears throat> well, I was doing some podcasting 2.0 stuff. That was, uh, I can't say that I was accomplishing much, but I was playing <laughs> in between a little bit. I, I spoke... A couple weeks ago, about a, an ebook company. Oh yeah, that was uh, I. I was going through feeds. I still haven't found a good way to audit feeds. Um, I have some code on my computer that I was running to grab a bunch of stuff off from the podcast index database. And then I'm just kind of clicking through it, scanning through it as fast as possible to get the uh, to get the. Um, you know, the feel of what is this feed? And as I was going through, I kept finding audiobooks. somehow. I don't know, whatever settings I had put in, I honed in on a, on a bunch of audiobooks and I found the company that was hosting them. And so I sent them an email and then nothing for <laughs> two weeks or something. But they actually got back to me and uh, they're interested in uh, podcasting 2.0 features. So I like forwarded them a bunch of links to the, the, um, you know, the GitHub and new podcast. I said, yo, you're having a meeting about this. Go to newpodcastingapps.com. It has a list of all the apps, and you can get some real information about what's implemented where, you know. So I gave them the resources, and I told them. Uh, I hope you didn't say podcasting. 
podcast. No, I said new, new podcast. New, new podcast. I actually sent him a, a link to the uh, podcast index. It it wasn't that URL. It was what it was after it's redirected. what it redirects to. Okay, yeah, or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, that was uh, Scribble. Yeah. Okay. C r i b l dot com, and they were, I think they were, a pod book or something like that. There was some other former name that they were under. Interesting. But I don't know. It's, Do they seem uh, kind of amenable to the whole? Uh... Well, the guy because you're essentially reaching out, just saying, "Hey, a lot of your work could already be done for you, right?" Like... Yeah, they came back and said, "Oh, we're having a meeting about our podcast." They... God, what do you call it? Podcast strategy meeting. You know, so, cool. Here's all your stuff, mm. and I hope that, uh, I I hope that there's some connections been made. You know, it's them and Libsyn seem to be the, well, I'm I'm trying to get a feel for how big Scribble is because. My experience was I stumbled upon them, but I don't know if I stumbled on, like, one of a hundred feeds they have or one of a million feeds they have. I don't, I don't <laughs> understand their scale, and I don't have corporate information on them. So, I don't know, it could be, like, a guy in a garage, or there could be a giant operation. The other one, I was looking at um, some audiobook podcasts that I love. Uh, one was Soren Narnia. Was a, he did Knife Point Horror, which was a great fiction podcast. It was all his original stuff. You know, he'd write an original story, then he'd record it. And uh, he had a whole chain of horror stories. Uh, he had a, you know, kind of his short fiction was up there, a bunch of kind of creative writing stuff. And I always loved his style. He, he needs to have these podcasting 2.0 features, but everything he does is hosted on Libsyn. Hmm. Right? And so he's not going to be able to get those unless Libsyn on... Starts starts incorporating some of this stuff, and I know right. on podcast on podcasting 2.0, they make noises about oh well, Libsyn says they're going to do something someday, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, once the other guy does it, that's the attitude. That's just uh, yeah. Uh, it just means you're not developing for it. it. Means like no, we're not we're not developing for it. Yeah. You speaking of uh, PC twenty, I. We had some great uh, we had some great shout outs out there last time. They talked about a rig of fire. It was awesome. Oh yeah. Some I uh, brought some clips. I don't know how much of it you want to get into, but they there were some questions that I might be able to sort of address or maybe we can discuss. Yeah. I the the um, only other thing I have is some commentary on the music stuff. And so I'd say go for it, play them all. Okay. Well, he- then we had this really interesting hybrid pop up. Um which was another very interesting human experience between people. We, we both know all of them. We don't know where they live. We probably don't really know their real names. They have names like Booberry and uh, Thunder, <laughs> Thunder Road and Sir Spencer. And, uh, and I think one or two of them I only know by their, their node ID. And now we have put together a, a financial relationship based on uh, trust and cooperation. I love that uh, the name drops there, Boobery and Thunder Road, which is Boobery's node. <laughs> <laughs> I also, because I'm this way, and so many t- times over the time I've been listening to Adam, like I just know our brains work in incredibly similar ways. I'm sure that he's, like, I've interacted with him in several different manners, right? Like whether it's Casey meetup reports or whether it's, uh, donations and 
all of these different things. And I guarantee he has no connection between all of these. Like the Sir Spencer that <laughs> the Sir Spencer that uh, made the Ring of Fire has nothing in his mind to do with the Sir Spencer who does the KC meetups. Uh, I just know that that's a fact. You know? That's great. But that's, that's great. But uh, um, you got your props too. Should I play it? Should I play this jingle? Because I yes, presume that's it, what this is it. for. Yeah. yeah go well, on. I fell into a podcast ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. Podcast ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Abel Kirby. So, this uh, Abel Kirby's been doing great stuff for a year. Yeah. For years. Yeah, so he knows who I am. Yes. In fact, you're kind of the guy, you know, anything that's going on. I love to, when he always brings up this project and he's like, oh yeah, these guys, they've got their contracts the contract. ready and they're, they got their royalties agreement signed up. Yeah, Everyone's making this much money and they're already profitable. <laughs> no, it's... He's our pitch man. He, he should be the pitch man. Well, you know, I told him early on, I said I want album of the year. <laughs> That's what I said the first time. I message. think he's ready. He'll give it to you. Yeah. So what I think we need to do is have a release date. Okay. And I'm thinking Christmas Eve. Oh, that's sexy. And the reason I'm picking Christmas Eve is because I'm actually moving across the country. You're and I, I'm yeah. expecting at least a few weeks where I'm not going to be doing much at all. So aside from these past couple weeks where I also haven't been doing much at all. There's a couple things, critical things that need to be done. Uh, we need to get some art commissioned. Uh, right. I'm a believer in the album art uh, being very important. And I want to have an album art piece for each song. Uh, so we need to get a short list. I already talked to one guy about it. And I want to find out if there's other artists out there who we can commission. Maybe even people who listen to this podcast. Perhaps. Uh, to, uh, to get a... Uh, if they have a node then we can put them in the value split as the album artist or the the song uh you know the song art artist and you get the in perpetuity uh split from it and uh royalties forever man you could end up like the steve bannon of our album jeez it could happen man so christmas eve does that sound good to you that sounds that sounds awesome to me let me just make sure that christmas eve is a reasonable oh it's a friday Friday let's just lunch. make sure. Uh, let's just make sure a, a holiday doesn't fall on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Let me look at my calendar. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna play this clip just out of order, just because it kind of is more pertinent to what you. I mean. like looking forward. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to Abel Kirby uh, <laughs> with a, with a value block split on the, on this new album. Woo! Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to, and I'm looking forward to meeting the the developer who creates that front end to what we're already doing and make it just pure music all cash baby all cash baby yeah he's looking forward to it so you're you're a shoe in for album of the year that's just we got to release it this year because then it's just our album versus dave jones kids album so i think like we could we could figure that out right yeah 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 Uh, hopefully i don't know i don't know i don't that might be maybe we should wait a year just so we don't have to compete with dave jones kids (laughs) Maybe we should make it like January second. I don't know. Uh, what what I'm thinking <laughs> is the purpose of the the deadline. We're gonna launch Christmas Eve. That's when the RSS feed goes live. Um, all the songs that are done are gonna get posted up there. And so I'm 
I said before, it's like, oh, what do we need to do? Cut it down to four so we could, you know, make sure we have stuff done. I think we could do like six or I think so. Okay. In fact, when you started playing those other songs that were outside of the four and I like remembered that they existed. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I could like these. These should be able to be knocked out, you know, relatively easily. Certainly for, sooner than this Monday ghost thing, which is just becoming more of like a Monday poltergeist. Yeah. Really. So I have a uh, I have an executive kind of action, uh, but I want you to buy into it before I before I declare it. I want to cut Monday Ghost from the whole album. <gasps> I want to cut the whole track. It's so much trouble. We can't get the time signatures shit right, and it's a it's a time suck. It's an energy suck because I don't Maybe, want to work on yeah. it anymore. Okay, either. yeah, yeah. Maybe we post that to the second album. How about that? Is that a compromise? We'll push it. It'll be the B-side of the single. We'll take it to a future project, all right? Uh, don't scrap it all together, darling, because it's a fantastic track. Dog, we're going to do a Green Day. You know what Green Day did? They recorded uh, Warning, which was a mediocre album. It had one or two good songs on it. They did Warning, and then they did their album after. They recorded most of the album. They laid, they had all the master tracks set up. They were under contract to do it. And they listened to it. And said, it sounded kind of like warning, and that was boring, and it sucked. But we huh. already recorded it, and so what happened was, <laughs> no, without no one's really sure how this happened, but somehow someone broke into the recording studio and managed to get a hold of the exact hard drives that had the master's tapes on them and erased all of the master tapes for that album, so uh, they had to start from scratch. Whoops. And then they wrote American Idiot, which was the album <laughs> that they oh. won album, Rock Album of the Year for. Yeah, where they made a bunch of goddamn money. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I like money, though. So they had to cut the whole thing and start over, and wow. I think that's what we need to do with Monday. Is that, is that what you're suggesting, in. burning the entire masters down? To the... Well, you know. I mean, I'm on I can, board. I can do I'm on that. Board. I mean, I think we should do... At symbolically, just to make sure that that uh, we can't change your minds. If this is the direction we're going, I could delete the folder right now. Oh my god! So I'm in the recording. I got Monday Ghost. Let's... I got the finger over delete, and I did shift delete, so it's gone forever. Okay, well there you so, go. There, no Too more late. Monday Ghost. No then... more Monday Ghost. Maybe we can put a different ghost in its place. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. It's gonna be what's worse than a Monday Ghost? A Ugh. Tennessee Ghost. <laughs> Tennessee Ghost. No. <laughs> Uh, if you want to do that song, we could do it. But I think I'm just floating that out there. I, I think know. it's meandering, though. It's kind of the the chorus is really good, but the the verse is kind of meandering. Oh, it's, it's just certainly like it goes, needs it's the same work. thing over and over. But the yes. you know the the thing. Uh, oh, it's very it feeling like a dead man sleeping bags lying in the next room. Like yeah. that that part's kind of catchy. Yeah. So it's got a catchy chorus it's got a, hook. It's you got know, a cute hook, else. but the verses are, yeah, very 20-year-old uh, me. Let's, write, let's <laughs> write some words. There's a verse, right? And to have a verse, you need to have words. So I wrote some words, you know, and there's not Correct, any more to yeah. it. It's, I'm, saying, I'm singing the words because that's what you do in a song. It's, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this and that, Finn and Fat. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, yeah, and they rhyme. It, very, oh, it rhymes. Very basic, what more do you want? Very basic, bitch. <laughs> Doesn't have to be true as long as it rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so to get back to our Ring of Fire. Yes, Ring of Fire. We, uh, I think, like I said, they're wondering some certain things, and I think I can try to bring some clarity. And you might have disagreements, I don't know, but let's listen to the... Uh, and once we figured out, you know, which was our right hand and our left hand, <laughs> Dave... 
<laughs> hey, you opened in the wrong direction. <laughs> no, I opened a private channel by accident. Oh, that's right. That's right. You yeah. opened a private channel. Okay, now that, that can happen. That, yeah. that can happen. Oh yeah, we did talk about that last time. How we Dave did. opened the private channel like the the one developer in the ring. Yep, was the guy that we had to wait on the longest. Pushed all the sats through. Who who started that? Oh, uh, was that Sir Spencer? I think it was. It Sir was Spencer. my Sir Spencer. And so he pushes it through routing through all of these nodes so everybody winds up with a almost perfectly balanced uh 500,000 satoshi no uh channel. I wanted to address that part uh and actually when I re-listened to last week's Ablecraft you said it as well. We get two channels. It's not just yeah. one channel. I caught I listened to Ablecraft uh not the whole show but I scrubbed through it just to make sure it was working. Yeah. And I heard that when I was producing the show and getting ready to upload it. I, said, I, I, knew, I knew I said it wrong when I heard it. I wanted to correct, but then I was like interrupting. And then I was like, I pulled back. And then, but when Curry said it, I was like, ah, I'll just bring this clip. And uh, that's one of the, one of the things that actually makes rings of fire. Awesome. Is you get two channels at the end. So you get the channel that you made, but you also get the channel that the guy behind you connected to you with. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, one of the most understated parts of the whole Ring of Fire. Like, the overstated parts are, like, the connectivity and what it is and what it does. Like, uh, oh, we have this ring that acts as its own entity, which isn't really how it works. Uh, but I have two more clips to kind of... Mm-hmm. what they what Once they we had about. that all figured out, and then did Abel... Who, who, who pushed all the sats through? Oh, who who started that? Oh, yeah, we already heard this Perfectly one. balanced uh, 500 thousand satoshi no uh channel which by definition because of all the other connections we have individually really makes us a great place for uh for traffic to flow through so i i guess i clipped a short and then a longer version of that stupid me but basically what he was saying is uh those channels because we're connected to other channels makes us a great place to route through and really what we're doing with a ring of fire is we're strengthening the connectivity of uh, us podcasters specifically when we do a podcaster ring of fire. So it's nice to have a ring with people who all are doing the same thing because you're going to be routing similar payments. You're going to be using your nodes for similar purposes. Mm. And so then all these channels are connected and then the channels that you're connecting, all of us already have probably a uh, channel to podcast index, for instance, that'd probably be the most common one that all of us have. Um, the exception being Boobery, but he gets by all five of us having a channel to podcast index and then he doesn't, he still has five different ways to get there now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if the that ra- makes sense. I think the routing is the interesting part to me. It's I've, I've already said my, my piece on no agenda, uh, not no agenda, podcast index dot social. I was like, Oh, how long until everything becomes unbalanced? Yeah. Uh, and I still stand by the idea that, in in my mind, a ring of fire is kind of one component of, like, if I had a big business, I might have a, a ring of fire I set up with myself so that all my nodes that I have for, you know, those, you know different uh, logistical groups <clears throat> all talk to each other. And it's right. probably a good way to set it up. And if I'm doing that, one of the things that I would want to do is make sure that if I need to circularly rebalance something that I can do it internally without leaving the ring. And you can always go out into the world and try and route through someone else's random, probably 
channel with a or, or node that has a bunch of routing fees on it. Um, right. You could do some balancing by going around that way, but if you have the Ring of Fire, you should be able to keep shuffling things around and getting a lot more life out of this, out of these channels. Um, you know, squeeze the last bit of liquidity out of the ring, not out of the individual node. You can, uh, with some exceptions, and well, there's I a, guess there's a state uh, that you can reach where you cannot circularly rebalance within the ring itself. So if you if you owned uh, if you had control of like one of these uh, one of these nodes and you wanted to rebalance, it's fine if one of the other nodes has a completely unbalanced channel. But right. if two of them have unbalanced channels, well, that also might be fine as long as they're unbalanced in the same direction. You right. Know, if you're going clockwise around the ring. Exactly. And, and everything's unbalanced in the uh, counterclockwise direction. Well, yeah, if I run a payment in the clockwise direction, it kind of shuffles those abacus beads the right way. Right. You, I was thinking of the different failure modes you're going to have the, uh, the other night. And I said, well, if you had one that was... Uh, unbalanced in the clockwise direction somehow because you screwed up and the other one's unbalanced in the anti-clockwise direction then if i'm you know at, at noon and these nodes are down at the uh maybe down at the bottom of the ring the i can't route a payment through to rebalance it it's that's right stopped so it, it'll depend on the what forwarding the other nodes are doing yeah. And uh, just for instance, I looked up my forwards because, well, let me play my final clip and then this will be a little slightly even more relevant. And I guess, you know, uh, maybe is, is anyone planning, do you think we'll make money on fees, on, on forwarding fees? Or is it just, I mean, I don't know. it's I mean, just having great liquidity and I like I like doing it. I don't know what else, what else <laughs> I do with it. Like, yeah, we got a ring of fire. Okay, yeah. Yay, cool. Ring of fire. Yeah, well, it, it does mean you always have liquidity. Um, so it means you always have liquidity as long as you manage your channels and still keep them balanced. So it's like uh, the ring of fire, and I've said this a hundred times, but I'll keep saying it because it's kind of important to repeat and let it sink in the ring of fire is the channel creation strategy it's how it's created and set up oh. and and the ignition is that initial routing payment so like you're saying if in a perfect world if all of the channels are unbalanced perfectly on the same side then you can rebalance them with one of those circular payments within your ring of fire and that's why it works starting out because everybody is at zero on one side and at the full capacity on the other side. And so then you take that half of the full amount payment routing. It always works the first time because you're setting them all up fresh in the future. When you're thinking of a circular rebalance, really, if you look at the node map and you look at everybody's node and what channels are going to where you can draw a circle around any of the existing channels and call that a ring of fire too, if you want uh, except for you can't because what Ring of Fire refers to specifically is setting it up and balancing oh, it with one payment. But you still have a ring, right? So you still have a ring network. You still have a way to circularly rebalance. You just draw any circle or triangle or anything with three or more nodes that goes back to yourself, and that's a new ring that you could circularly rebalance through, uh, and maybe all the fees are different. So in our particular Ring of Fire... Uh, you could set them up, like say you have several nodes, you could set your nodes up 
in their own ring and use them as a super node. And the way you would do that is all of the channels between your nodes have zero fees. And then you're charging fees whenever that leaves your particular ring. And that way the network looks at your little super node cluster. It sees it can get more hops for less fees. Mm. And then maybe it routes through your little super node. Three of those hops are free. And then it just pays when you go back out. But already uh, in the last two days, I've had almost 200 forwards uh, through the Ring of Fire. And I've got some other forwards on my other channels, but the Ring of Fire specific. And most of those are going out through Curry Cash. Hmm. Did you set your fees high? Like, what are your fees set at now? My fees currently, let me look. Uh, And this is another thing I wanted to talk to because... he was like, can we make money off of fees? We can. Uh, you can run a profitable node. It just takes a lot of tweaking and channel setting. So my channel with Curry Cash, I have zero for base fee, and I have 240 PPM for the fee rate. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, since we're podcasters, we should go for micro payments as the economic incentive. And for a fee structure that incentivizes micropayments, you have no base fee, and that way it's not pinging a sat every time a payment is routed. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, three sat payments that go through quite frequently. And if you're adding a sat to three sats, that's a, that's a 33% fee. That's quite expensive. Uh, it doesn't scale very well. But mm-hmm. if you have no base fee, and then you set your p- fee rate, uh, like, for instance, this one, I set it at 240 ppm, which is kind of low for micropayments. That means if a million sats go through, I get 240 sats. But that uh, accounting is done over time so that it's not slammed with a fee every single payment. So if you, uh, you know, if you route a three sat payment, it's going to take a lot of those before I get a sat out of it. Um. But yeah, that's what I have on the Curry channel. And then I think you're my other connection in the Ring of Fire, right? Yep, yep. I have it open. Uh, and yeah, I have the same thing. So I see you, you You did, I see you have zero base fee and then a fee rate of 250 milli MSATs is, is the units yep. it gives. Milli MSATs. Um, on mine, I think I have my uh, my fee policy is one, <laughs> wait a minute, it's a 1,000 base fee and 499 milli MSATs. So it, yeah, I don't know. I was going to set it to zero and 100. See what happens. And I'll do now, the same thing with Media, which is the other end of my, uh, my node. A couple of things I want to mention. The first is when you change fee structures or when you change fee rates, it takes about an hour-ish for those changes to be propagated and gossiped out to the network. So uh, if you're changing fees or experimenting, you don't really want to do it more than maybe twice a day. Uh because you're you're not going to be able to see what the network thinks of those changes unless you wait quite you know yeah, quite a while. Get to set it and give it some time to to propagate. That's right. Um, another thing is there are different ways to automate these uh, fees, and I'm actually going to have a report next week. I'm going to try and install this one, uh, which has been recommended to me. It's called Charge L and D. And uh, you can do it uh, as a Docker instance that just takes a look at your fee structure and it changes them based on your liquidity. So um, basically it charges more 
when you have a higher uh, I want to get the get the sides right when you have a higher uh, outbound it'll charge even more so that the uh, fee structure is decentivized to send more outbound to that and it charges a lower fee when you have a high inbound okay and by doing this periodically and incentivizing uh, those payments based on how the channel is balanced, over time your cha- your channels will tend to automatically keep themselves balanced because the uh, you you know you incentivize that on the network. So the as your as your channel swings this way and gets more unbalanced, you're charging a higher fee to unbalance it even further. And so you get fewer fewer going out and more going in. So that's one so all of that stuff is in the way I'm thinking about lightning. There's two sides to it. One is this really detailed routing information about how uh if I was a a corporate routing expert and I worked for Walmart and I was setting up how all the nodes inside Walmart were going to talk to each other and how what's the, how am I going to manage them and what kind of management software would I need to do that you know this this highly technical way of thinking about it and then the other side is like how do you how do you just do personal finance with it because if I'm doing personal finance with lightning um so I'm not going to do any of this shit it, you right. can't expect someone to pick it up and, and oh, this is, uh, what, what I say, I can't think of anything. It's like, where's, where's the, uh, the lightning network for like the moron, you know, or, uh, well, not yeah. the moron, that's the wrong thing. It's like, what's the lightning it's, network for someone who doesn't have the, the technical expertise in this like, weird what's, niche. What's the one day seminar look like where you don't even have to talk about a ring of fire. You just talk about, um, I want to be able to buy uh my groceries you know in right well i think that this is the uh comes together and i this is the this is the big argument for custodial stuff uh being the scaling adoptability everybody is like oh you want non-custodial oh you want non-custodial and i agree and i want non-custodial and i run non-custodial shit but that's not going to scale to everybody and not, you know, most people aren't going to adopt that way. So it's kind of like, it's a similar to, you know, going back to your node being your car and you're getting in and driving the car. Are you going to change your own oil? Most people do not. Most people pay another guy to change their oil for convenience. And so I think that a lot of these solutions, whether it's charge L and D, you know, that's even a solution where I'm going to use some other guy's script but then I'm still going to be putting it on, you know, uh, putting it on my own car. It's like I don't manufacture my own parts for the car, say, but I know how to buy them and put them on. There's all these different levels of how much you're going to do yourself. And, you know, if you want to go crazy, oh, I want to do it all myself, then you can't be running an Umbral or a Raspberry Blitz because somebody else wrote all that code, you know? Like, there's a certain point where you can't be fully 100 thousand percent non-custodial in the sense that you didn't write the bitcoin protocol yeah yeah man i don't know this is it's something that i think about a lot i i I need to get everything written down i need to start a blog oh i don't know i did uh i did have a white paper on some of this 
I did have a note to myself that I just found. Tell Abel Kirby channel balancing is not like checkbook balancing. <laughs> and I think and, you uh, wanted to uh I think you wanted to balance once a year. Well, um, but uh, sort of balancing is sort of unpredictable in that you I di- know. I didn't say that uh that I thought balancing once a year was a great idea. Uh, uh well, I did actually. It was my idea, so it was a great idea. <laughs> Uh, what I was trying to get at is you only, if you want people to do something like that, it's, it's like people suck at personal finance already. Yep. If you give them something, if you give them a car, you have to tune up every afternoon or every week or every month. Um, people don't do it. I mean, this, yeah. even getting your, you, you said, oh, most people pay to get their oil changed. Uh, I think a lot of people run their cars until the sticks dry, you know, until the, sure. uh, the dip Some people don't dry. even take it in, yeah. They see the, I mean, I mean, I've heard of, I had an aunt who had a check engine like, well, she had a Band-Aid on her car, on her dashboard. Uh-huh. They're driving around, she's driving around, and, and the uncle gets in the car, and he looks at his, what, there's a Band-Aid on the dashboard, what the hell is this? And he peels it back. And the check engine light was on. It's under the Band-Aid. Just, oh, I put the Band-Aid on because the light was bothering me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, there's people like that out there, too. And, and sure. The, I, sus- I, I suspect there's a lot of people who would treat, like most people don't treat their car like that, but there's a lot of people who won't go and take the effort to rebalance a channel right. Like, I don't even do it. Sure. I don't rebalance my channels the right way, and I run my own node, and I'm yeah. doing a podcast uh, about. And you got thing. like you got like three channels to the same node going yeah, on, and all kinds fair. of different stuff. Yeah. No, I think that. Uh, well, I'm using all those channels, by the way. I believe you. I got an inbound channel. I got an outbound channel. Um. <laughs> I you know if it's red, that means it's better. Yeah, yeah. I I think that. Uh, I'm always leery of these arguments where it's like, well, these people are going to be stupid and these people are going to be low effort and these people are going to, I don't fucking care. They can, you know, you can do whatever you want, but how do I do mine better is always how I'm kind of concerned about things. And I really hate the, when we get into this kind of like W Bush, no child left behind policy, when it comes to like educating people about anything else, like, I am the guy that's willing to run into a brick wall and have my brain turn to mush and feel like a complete idiot and then kind of get a little bit better at certain things along the way of that journey. And I know not everybody's willing to put in that kind of time and effort, but I'm willing to leave those people behind and not think about them and not develop for them, not worry about them. Like they're already kind of like the lost cause people. Yeah. And so so for me, for me, I'm like, let's hit the ground running. Let's talk about shit that no one understands and let's chart somewhat of a path forward. And then even if we fail mega, we can show these failures to everybody else and say, well, at least we learned that you can't do it this way. And we're still working on how to do it. Well, it's, you not, know? it's not just you. That's a sentiment that I think 90% of the lightning in the Bitcoin community s- seems to have. I mean, this is what when you go read some forums and you see the replies to things like that it's like oh i don't care if uh if uh your mom is stupid and she can't do it or not it's okay well that's fine you don't have to care but if you want to if you really want to be able to buy stuff with lightning um you know someone has to start thinking about these people yeah i agree i mean that was that was my that was my initial reaction and it takes all types that's why it takes like thinking like me and thinking like this other thing but when adam first was talking about Sergi and saying 
oh, my mom can't use this. My reaction was like, bro, don't fucking bring your mom in here. Like, this isn't, this is like bleeding edge technology. Like, we're working on brand new shit. Things are breaking left and right. What is, your mom has no business coming in here right now. Okay, you know? and, and now you are a complete echo of the uh, the Bitcoin community on some of these topics. Where these, you know, we're, I don't care if, if an outsider could get in and find their way around or not. And yeah. that's, and that's I think fine as cool. long as you don't like outsiders. I, 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 and I'm not saying like they're banned either. What I'm saying is nah, fuck them. If they can't figure it out, fuck them because I'm in a different spot. But I think that's also motivation for some people to be like, well, fuck what that guy says. I really want my mom in here and I'm a, I have to, f and then they have to figure out a way to get her in there. That doesn't scare her. Then it's their, you know, it's like, if you really want somebody in that doesn't want in or that doesn't figure out, can't figure out how to get in. Then it's on you to bring them in, you I know. And I, I don't like this. And there's other there's other podcasters I'm actually working on bringing in that I don't really have a way. You know what I mean? So it's I I, I can sound flippant about that, but I'm not like trying to leave everybody in the dust. I'm I'm actually trying to onboard a lot of different people in a lot of different uh, skill levels on this thing. It's it's. Um... I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's a mindset not, that's there. I don't like talking about, oh, it's my mom or this or that. What we're not, that's not what we're really talking about. We're talking about, is this appropriate for a mass market or not? Sure. And what I'm saying, it, it, I don't care. People bring up their mom. So could my mom use it? It, it doesn't fucking matter if your mom can use it. The question is, <laughs> the question is, is it suitable for a mass market? And it turns out that if it's suitable for a mass market, your mom will probably be, be able to do it too. The, you call it my mom a mass market? <laughs> it's the, the biggest the uh <laughs> yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man and and so there's a flippant uh response to this oh mass market that's terrible we don't want it we don't want this to be useful to anyone just right. us you know we're the we're the cool kids club and you know i put my blood sweat and tears in uh you think you're just gonna get in by clicking a button on facebook and you'll have a wallet what it, there, there's some resistance to that Sure. Kind of thing well, when, you know, when Twitter putting, if Twitter really puts uh, real lightning nodes uh, in their system and gives wallets to, to users, that's a big boon. And whining about if it's custodial or, you know, what the, what some of the details are. Yeah. Isn't, I mean, uh, okay, there should, be, you should be picky about the details if you're one of these right. details oriented guys. You know, you're looking at how is my app going to, going to interact with Twitter. Okay, well. You know, there, there's a discussion to be had there, but I see like crap mentality kind of stuff. You know, uh, someone's sure. do, doing something to bring this uh, to the world, and you you get pulled back down and shut down out of spite. And because well, it wasn't, it's not a, it's not a, a cool hacker thing anymore. It's like the stupid shit that everyone has. You know, it's. I think that uh, maybe to re-clarify my position, because I'm not I'm not the crab guy. I'm not knocking anybody no, I'm, I'm off not of a that rock. For you. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, if you get in, I'm certainly not going to kick you out. I'm going to say, Hey, welcome. You figured out how to get in. But I think everybody's going to find the way in finger quotes. They're going to find the way in that they deserve. And for me, I put a lot of emphasis on personal freedom and, you know, control. You want to control your own stuff. You don't want to have, 
unless you trust somebody else, if you have a custodian and you trust, and I want to eventually be good enough to be a trustworthy custodian for the people I'm trying to onboard too, I don't know how to do that yet, and it's incredibly hard. Mm. But I know that on a long enough timeline, most people will be custodianed in by a guy who really figures it out. But they'll be at the mercy of that guy. You know, there will be some kind of a lightning uh, Borg, not to just use anybody else's name that already exists, but there will be eventually that sort of lightning Borg where it's like, all right, you're in our system with our wallet and you have to give us your data and you have to give us, you know, this percentage of a fee or whatever you have to give them. (laughs) And you have have absolutely no control over anything. And if you ever want to make an on-chain, you know, they're going to charge you like 450 millisats per virtual byte or 450 sats per virtual byte or whatever, you know, they're going to, you're going to get reamed, but it's going to be easy. And so it'll be fine. It'd be like a painless reaming, just like every other service that we use right now. But what I'm saying is I advocate that you try a little harder and uh, have more sovereignty. And if you don't, that's okay. You'll get in eventually. But right now that's pretty much the only way to play anyway. So one day are we going to see Jack Reacher pulls into a, backwoods town in mississippi and everyone gives him the stink eye and then he can't get his coffee and eggs because no one will open a channel to him <laughs> maybe i mean this is possible because we don't like your kind around here hey you know 10 years ago you said my mom doesn't belong on this network so uh <laughs> you're fucking blacklisted buddy your bitcoin's no good here oh man ah uh, well i'm all run out from this uh do yeah we, any anything else to add we've taken the uh, i blew i blew my full load yeah all right. Let's wrap it up for today. All righty. Oh, there's a lot. Holy shit, we went long and we got a lot done. I love it. I love it. That deserves a boost. A boost. All right. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. And I've been Sir Spencer. Yeah, send those boostograms. We'll read them next show. <laughs>